Sangram here, super excited. On March 4th, we launched Account-Based Marketing Foundations course on LinkedIn in partnership with LinkedIn. There are 19 videos, four minutes and under. So literally in an hour, you can be account-based marketing certified if you have a LinkedIn account. So again, I don't need your email address or anything like that. You can literally go on LinkedIn. If you have a premium account, you can do it for free. If you don't have a premium account, then you can get a 30-day free subscription to that and they will let you take the course. And then you can put that certificate on your LinkedIn saying that you are account-based marketing certified. So good luck. Check it out. It's only going to last for 30 days. So I'm going to have this snippet run for the next few weeks and then it will be gone. So if you want to take this course for free, check it out, go. And this is going to make and change the way you do marketing in your organization. Regardless of what we call it, we have to take an account-centric view versus a product-centric view. You're listening to the Flip My Funnel podcast, a daily podcast dedicated to helping B2B marketing, sales, and customer success professionals become masters of their craft. It's Thursday, and in these episodes, we focus on one of two things. We'll either be sharing one of our favorite and most actionable talks from a Flip My Funnel event, or you'll hear Sangram and someone from the Terminus team discuss how they're getting better in a specific functional area of Terminus's business. And remember, like Sangram always says, without a community, you are simply a commodity. Here we go. Sangram here. Welcome to the Takeover Series episode. These series are phenomenal. I'm learning so much. And this time, I have a dear friend of mine, Steve Vaught. He is the ABM specialist coming from Toronto, Canada. He and I connected almost a year ago when he was running his own group and his own almost an event over there in Toronto. And he had me come speak over there. And since then, he has gone and done even amazing things. So right now, he's an ABM strategist at Quarry, and, and he has four incredible guests in this series. So one, Steve, welcome to the show. Thank you, Sangram. I'm super excited to be here. I mean, you are, are such an amazing evangelist for all things ABM and all things marketing. And I've been a huge admirer of you. And for a long time, even before we got to know each other a year or so ago, and that continues to this day. So I'm super excited for the opportunity to jump in here and add some value to all the great stuff that you're doing. Man, I love that. So you have incredible. So we're not going to talk about all the guests today. Today, well, let's talk about what is this series called? And then who is your first guest that people are going to hear from today? Right. So the series is a four part on enterprise ABM, really how ABM takes shape in large, complex organizations. Five guests over four episodes, a couple practitioners, a couple of analysts, an agency leader. I really think it's bringing the whole package on on a really important topic. The first one, Kelvin G. He's Senior Director of Modern Marketing Business Transformation at Oracle. So here is a really huge, complex, decentralized organization, more than 130,000 employees, more than 1,500 marketers. And they're doing some really exceptional modern marketing, including some very sophisticated ABM. So with Kelvin, we dug into all kinds of stuff. We, we talked about measurement. I mean, that's so vital, keeping a large organization like that on track. We got into personalization and personalization at scale in particular. And we talked a lot about predictive intelligence 
and a lot of other areas in which Oracle is really pushing the boundaries of exceptional ABM. I love that, man. And I heard Kelvin speak at the B2BMX conference myself. And man, they, I mean, if somebody wants to learn about how do you transform your entire really large complex organization, he has done it. So I can't wait to dig into it. Let's go. Welcome to Flip My Funnel. And please welcome our special guest today, Kelvin G from Oracle. Kelvin, super excited to have you on today. I talk to a lot of people in marketing, a lot of people in account-based marketing, but I have never spoken to someone whose title is Senior Director, Modern Marketing Business Transformation. Now that is a interesting title in any circumstances. And given the massive size and complexity of Oracle, I think it's an even more interesting title. I would love if you would kick us off by explaining what you do. Thanks, Steve. And I'm pretty excited to be here on your show. My title is an internal role, and I basically get to travel all around the world and train and enable and evangelize modern marketing. And so when we think about technology and rolling out MarTech within an organization, typically technology creates skills gaps. It doesn't close skills gaps. And so my role is designed to evangelize modern marketing strategy, process, and technology, and then train and enable our marketers so that they can do better. And so that's really what my role is about, is training and marketing enablement. And there are a lot of marketers at Oracle. We have about 1,500 marketers globally around the world. And so, yes, we have quite a few that can benefit from some enablement. And your, your focus is global, working with all those marketers. And are you also working with the sales side of the house? I am, but my primary constituent are our marketers around the world. But I do interface with sales as well. Yes. Right. Now, I know you don't like the term account-based marketing. In fact, that's not what you call it at Oracle. What do you call it and why? Yeah, we try to avoid the term ABM or account-based marketing because we really believe that words matter and that... If we use the word account-based marketing, sales is going to think that's what marketing is responsible for, or that's what marketing does, or that is the marketing campaign of the month that marketing is going to run. So if we truly believe that this is a partnership, we can't call it account-based marketing. So we just call it account-based or account-based strategy. And I know when you speak at conferences, which you do quite regularly, you often start with a basketball story and it kind of lays the foundations for, for the really tremendous change going on at Oracle. Maybe share that with us. Yeah, sure. I'm a big believer in storytelling and leading off my presentations with a story. And so I usually share the story about Vivek Ranadive. Vivek, he, was, he grew up in India and he knew nothing but just soccer and cricket. So but when he came to the U.S., he studied here, he earned his MBA at Harvard, and he started a couple of software companies, but he realized that he wanted to bond with his daughter. So he decided to coach his daughter's middle school basketball team. But as an outsider, he thought that the game of basketball was kind of strange because kids would just score the basket and retreat to their end of the basketball court, leading two-thirds of the court undefended. And he really thought that was kind of odd. 
he also knew that the girls that he inherited weren't very athletic, couldn't dribble, and couldn't shoot. So he knew if he played basketball the traditional way, his team would get soundly defeated. And so he had to convince and get the buy-in of his girls to play basketball in a different way. And so he taught them how to play a full-court press, which means to defend the inbound pass very aggressively in hopes of getting turnover so you can easily score a layup since you're already underneath your opponent's basket. But in order to get that buy-in, he had to convince them that this is the right strategy for them. He also had to train them differently because if you play full court press throughout the entire game, it is exhausting because you do a lot of running. And so he had to get the buy-in of the girls to basically run during practice a lot because that's one thing that he understood about soccer is you have to run a lot. And so he didn't train his girls to shoot or to dribble. He just trained them to run. And so the strategy started to work. They started to beat these athletically gifted and superior teams with outrageous scores, 20 to nothing, 30 to nothing by halftime. And he also knew that his strategy was working because these Bobby Knight moments were happening to him where opposing coaches would get frustrated and throw chairs in the middle of the basketball court or challenge him to a fight in the parking lot because they didn't think he was teaching his girls how to play quote-unquote proper basketball. But he resisted, he maintained the course, and he ended up changing the game of middle school basketball court with this strategy because his team ended up in the national championship game that year. And so I use that story to talk about how companies need to pivot and move to an account-based strategy and move away from traditional demand gen because we all know the waterfall is broken and doesn't work. That's, that's, that's amazing. Now, tell me though, that was a, an immediate change, if I'm understanding that story correctly. He took over the reins of that team and he said, okay, girls, we are going to approach this completely differently starting now. You can't turn a ship the size of Oracle that quickly, I imagine. No, but it's a story that inspires change, and it's a story to help rally the troops to understand that things have to change because here at Oracle, we have our own set of challenges, right? In some ways, we can't dribble, we can't shoot, we're not athletically gifted or nimble as some of our competitors. So we know we have to change. And so I use that story to help summarize basically what Vivek did. Vivek, he basically hid his team's weaknesses and accentuated their strengths. And that's what we need to do at at Oracle. We're really good at uh, outbound marketing. We've got tons of data. Uh, We've got organizational scale. We've got great relationships with customers. We have 420,000 customers. So if there's one company that should do account base and do it well, it's us. And so that was, uh, that's the moral of that story. And how did you go about beginning to lay those foundations to make that change? Well, it started with getting alignment, much like how Vivek got alignment with his girls and got them to buy in on the strategy. We here uh, in Oracle Marketing had to get alignment. And it started two years ago when Rounded Up the Troops had our first annual account-based summit. And we had to align field marketing, corporate marketing, marketing operations, analytics team, Um, sales to a certain extent, product marketing. So all the different silos that you typically see at a large organization like Oracle, we have to get buy-in that this is the right approach. Regardless of what we call it, we have to take an account-centric view versus a uh, product-centric view. And did you start with a small subset, you know, one geographic area, one line of business, something 
rather than trying to boil the ocean right out of the gate? Yeah, we, we are a big believer in pilots. And so the, the good thing about Oracle is that we're decentralized. And so teams around the world were already raising their hands, wanting to do account-based. And our team in EMEA was already doing account-based very successfully, but they were doing it at a key account level. So the one-to-one example, we needed to prove that account-based at scale works. And so we would do and support pilots around the world, primarily in North America, uh, since we're headquartered here, and support it from that standpoint by providing agency support, technical resources, budget support, and seeing which pilots work and which ones don't, and learning, iterating from those mistakes. How high up in the organization did alignment go for this? Now, obviously, in a smaller, mid-sized organization, it's very much understood that you need alignment all the way to the C-suite, or you're going to fail when you start doing something different. Is it different in an organization at, at the scale that Oracle is? I mean, do you actually need to spend the time to try to get alignment all the way to the top, or can you carve out a pilot much deeper in the organization? Yeah, it's really the latter. Now, it's helpful, very helpful if you have alignment all the way to the top, but evangelizing what account base is and isn't, busting myths and perceptions about what account base is and isn't is always an ongoing thing. For example, you know, some people in Oracle and outside of Oracle have this perception that account base is just about one-to-one marketing. And so you have to evangelize and talk about how modern data, modern process, and modern technologies today allows you to, to do account base at scale all the way down to SMBs and mom and pop stores. And so we feel that you can still do account-based pilots and do them well, but start at the grassroots level, carve out a project, a sales play, a set of accounts where you have certain business goals, whether that is changing the perception of Oracle, expanding the relationship, or helping accelerate pipeline. Those are typically the three use cases for account-based. If you can identify a set of accounts that can benefit from one of those three things, then that can be a successful pilot. So a lot of companies race straight to Greenfield new client acquisition when they start piloting ABM. Is that where you started or did you go for one of those alternate use cases around pipeline acceleration or share of wallet with customers, you know, um, perception changes within customers? Where did you start? Well, most of our customers or most of our revenue is from existing customers. And that's usually the low-hanging fruit. So a lot of our campaigns and programs start with install base. That's not to say that we don't do account-based programs with or for Greenfield accounts. But yeah, typically the low-hanging fruit is starting with the customers. Okay. And is getting something like this going in an organization at the scale of Oracle is it easier because there's more people, there's presumably more budget, there's more capabilities within the organization, or is it harder because there's so many competing priorities and so many stakeholders, and is it like the proverbial turning of the huge ship? What well, is that? It's, it's, you know, turning an organization our size around is a uh, multi-year transformation and endeavor. But when I talk, people will say, oh, yeah, of course, Oracle, you've got the resources, you've got the budget, you've got 
the manpower to do something like this. But my story about Vivek applies to any organization, whether you're small or medium or large like Oracle. So the point here is when we do pilots, we don't do it with 1,500 marketers around the world. We carve out a handful of accounts, a couple of marketers, sales team that we enable and orchestrate in line with, and we orchestrate around with our marketing operations teams to make sure that they're leveraging our tech stack, our predictive intelligence platform, et cetera. And so we're able to, with a lot of focus, energy, and limited resources, you know, pull off a pilot. You don't need an army of people, and you don't need a million-dollar budget to pull off a pilot. You can do it off with a smaller budget and a smaller team. Did you rethink some of your demand gen metrics when you were starting that pilot. The reason I ask is I've seen ABM pilots go wrong in companies when they didn't do that. Let's say they were very oriented around MQLs, converting them into SQLs, converting them into opportunities. And that's the way demand gen had traditionally worked. So when they started account-based, it was like, okay, well, now we're just going to drive MQLs and SQLs and opportunities within a particular set of accounts. And then oftentimes, because account-based is so much more of a quality-focused initiative rather than quantity, if they're using their old measures, sometimes the results are really underwhelming and it can create a lot of backlash against account-based. And then they go through a process of belatedly rethinking their metrics and saying, okay, well, hang on a second. What are we really trying to accomplish here? Where are we trying to move these organizations from where they are today to where we need them to be tomorrow? What are the things that we should measure that would indicate we are making progress on that road? Let's change the way we measure things. And all of a sudden it creates an entirely different lens and you start stimulating the right behaviors across the organization and perhaps what was looking underwhelming starts to look like a great success. Did you go through any of that process or did you, did you have the metrics right, right from, from the gate? How did that look? Yeah, that's a great question. You nailed it on the head. When I talk about account-based measurement, I always say that measuring your account-based program using traditional demand gen metrics will make your program look worse, not better. And so you do need to pull out a different yardstick when you're measuring your account-based programs. And to your point, it's about what you're trying to accomplish. Now, let's assume that your account-based program is about creating a new pipe, not accelerating an existing pipe. So your benchmarks and your metrics need to change. So it's all around targeted account pipeline. I always talk about how if you use traditional demand gen metrics to measure your account-based program, your numbers will look worse, not better. And so I always talk about pulling out a new yardstick to measure your account-based program. And if your program's about building net new pipe, you have to look at target account pipeline or TAP. But target account pipeline doesn't just mysteriously happen overnight. You need to measure how successful your program is. And so you have to look at account engagement or an account engagement score, which could include MQLs, but it also includes other things like how are people interacting with your content? How are people coming to your website or consuming your blog or uh, attending your events? So you have to look at it 
holistically. It's not just about MQLs. And so generally speaking, we were looking at engagement. So we take a snapshot of a set of accounts before the program starts, and we take a snapshot after. And hopefully you should see a spike in the engagement. And then you also want to look at your pipeline, take a snapshot before your program starts of what your pipeline looks like, and then take a snapshot after. Hopefully that, that pipeline would have grown. So those are the two primary metrics we look at, engagement and targeted count pipeline. But there are other metrics that we also advocate, like opportunity rate, or how many accounts that you're targeted have net new opportunities created. So if you have 100 accounts that you're targeting and you have now 13 net new opportunities, with those 100 accounts, you have an opportunity rate of 13%. So that's a new metric that we never measured before. Sometimes it's hard to change metrics because they're interwoven with people's comp plans. And you've got people who have, uh, if not bonuses, at least certainly their credibility within the organization riding on creating X number of something, be it MQLs, SQLs, some sort of conversion rate, all kinds of different things. And when you start talking about saying, look, we have different objectives and different strategies here, so we want to measure different things, it can run into a wall of comp plans. Did that happen with you guys? I don't think so because for the most part, marketing is aligned with sales from a, a pipeline standpoint. It does go into conflict when the marketing is just held strictly accountable to MQLs as the yardstick. So yes, that's where we need to kind of redefine what we're trying to do here. Because if we're just all about MQLs and MQL conversion rate and sales is ignoring those and not following up or saying that they're terrible leads, then that's where the misalignment comes. At the end of the day, sales doesn't care about MQLs. They care about the accounts that matter to them. And so if we can align with sales at the top of the funnel by demonstrating that we are willing and able to create engagement and net new conversations at these accounts, then that hand-to-hand combat that we have with sales at the middle of the funnel where we're throwing MQLs over the fence and hoping and praying that sales follows up with them, that all goes away. So because we've already aligned at the top. So that's why we think that account base is the way to go. It's the future of B2B marketing. Absolutely. All right. So you've laid some foundations, you've got some clarity around your strategy, you've dialed your metrics into what best supports that strategy. Let's talk about tactics and tools now. What are some of the things that you're doing that are really cutting through the noise? I am sure that your buyers and your prospective buyers are some very busy and inundated people. What are you doing to cut through the noise and build that engagement? So personalization at scale is really important. In fact, we have a framework here at Oracle. It's a four pillar framework. It's uh, targeting the right accounts using predictive intelligence. Personalization, so developing insights around those accounts so that you can create content that really resonates with them. And then the orchestration piece with sales. So the uh, right hand knows what the left hand is doing. And then the measurement piece, which we already talked about. But it's the personalization piece, which is what makes account-based account-based. Otherwise, it's just 
action blasts and one size fits all. And so we believe that by applying the human touch to the messaging and content, by deriving insights around a particular account, we can create content at scale that resonates with them. And so the, the perfect example is the uh, People People campaign that we worked on uh, with Corey. And that campaign had a huge amount of personalization from the emails, the landing pages, even the downloadable digital assets where we would insert the home page of the target account's website into an IMAC photo, which is in the downloadable asset. So it's that kind of personalization and personalizing the Oracle sales reps uh, photograph contact information, email, signature, as a call to action on the last page of the downloadable asset, embedding a Bombora topic into the body copy of the email that allows uh, us to resonate based on what they're actually researching on third-party sites. So little touches like that, but the, the one tactic that is really working for us, I have to say, is direct mail. I think that old school tactic is becoming a new school tactic because we can get really creative and personalize the uh, direct mail item or gift to the account or even down to the person necessarily. And are we talking about mail as in paper, you know, brochures and white papers and what have you, or are we talking about actual gifting or both? A little bit of both. We do literature, but creative literature sometimes. It could be something like a a forced wave report with a Starbucks gift card attached and have a cup of coffee on us when you read this. Or it could be a dimensional mailer where it's a video mailer where someone opens it up and a video starts to play. Or it could be an actual gift, for example, in the People People campaign where we're targeting HR leaders, we would send a, a Bodum coffee maker or a box of personalized candy. And if they take a meeting with us, they get the candy dispenser because that's what HR people do. Uh, they have on their desk is candy. So when people come into their office, they have some candy for them. So those are things that we correlate with our target audience, our target personas. And what tools or platforms or providers are you using to send physical mail and gifts at scale? Yeah, so that's an example where you can partner with like a PFL or a Sendoso or even if you don't have those types of companies in your tech stack, that doesn't mean you can't do direct mail. So in our example, we actually don't partner with any of those companies yet. So we still use fulfillment houses. We still you know, leverage our agency partners like a quarry to do direct mail. So it, it's, I just don't, don't want to use technology as a crutch or a limitation because a lot of companies don't work with those companies, but that doesn't mean you can't do direct mail. So I just want to make sure that we don't fall into the trap of using technologies just to say that we're using technology or not using it and using it as an excuse for something. That's, that's an interesting perspective because a lot of people do rush right to new technology. You clearly are coming at this from a far more strategic perspective, which I'm sure is a big part of why you're so successful in doing this. That said, there must be some interesting tools in your stack. What, what are some of the, the tools or platforms that you are using at, at whatever 
phase of your account based. I know you mentioned Bombora. Maybe tell us a little bit more about that and, and maybe one or two of the other tools that you've found to be particularly valuable. Yeah, we are a big believer in data and data is the future of business. But we don't want our 1,500 marketers to be data scientists. So we want to democratize data. We believe in the power of predictive analytics and the power of data science. Uh, but we don't want our marketers to be data scientists. We want them to be marketers. And so what we've built is a predictive intelligence framework that ingests first-party and third-party data into our data lake. And we then enable our marketers to basically tap into that data lake by uploading a list of accounts. And then by doing so, we could append a score based on every Oracle product service or solution. And then that score will help marketers prioritize their accounts using a very simplistic, you know, A, B, or C score. And so for us, we believe that's kind of our secret sauce. Uh, Our predictive intelligence framework is built around three dimensions of data, fit, intent, and engagement. And we partner with uh, some third-party vendors like a Bombora on the intent side, like a Mintigo on the fit side. We also leverage our own first-party data and build internal propensity to buy models to determine who's a good fit for us. We also have our own topic score taxonomy, so we can understand who's engaging uh, with our content on our own websites and web properties. So our own account topic score informs our engagement um, data. So between fit, intent, engagement, we can triangulate who's a good fit and who's searching and who's engaging and we give the appropriate score. Nice. I want to throw a few of your quotes that I have either heard you say at a conference or read in one of the various things I've read that have been celebrating your success. And, and I'd like to get perhaps a little bit of uh, reaction or, or elaboration on them. Let's start with, you said, we used to start with the campaign. Now we start with the customer. Where, where are you going with that? Yeah, when you think about traditional demand gen, you think about the concept of a campaign, right? Whatever that theme is or message that we want to get out. So invariably, it starts with the campaign, the concept, the creative concept, maybe even starting off with a, an asset, a core asset, whether it's an analyst's report that we have invested heavily in or an ebook that we spent mightily in on. It's, uh, it typically starts with something like that. But account base is great because it forces companies to be account-centric uh, or customer-centric because it's all about the account. And so it forces you to have empathy and understand that account. What are their internal initiatives? What are their challenges? What are they trying to accomplish? And then look at it from a more strategic perspective. And that way you can have more business conversations regardless of the line of business. So for example, we have customers for, uh, don't think of Oracle as a cloud provider. They still think of us as a database vendor. So we have to change perception. In order to change perception, we have to understand what they're dealing with. So for example, a lot of our uh, banking, retail banking customers are going through digital transformation initiatives. So if we understand that, we can dialogue in a different manner. We can understand what the CEO's initiatives are. 
and how digital transformation affects every single line of business, how IT needs a secure cloud infrastructure or how they're evaluating IoT and chatbots, how finance needs to look at new financial models and financial systems, how HR needs to recruit a whole new type of workforce, train them and retain them, how sales and marketing needs to uh, recruit and deliver a better customer experience for the customers. So if you understand that, it forces you to change your content and your messaging based on the customer's needs. Love it. Love it. Don't start with the campaign. Start with the customer. Okay, another thing I've heard you say, which is interesting coming from someone in a company that, as you said, began as a database company. Perfect data is like a purple unicorn. Yeah, so everyone keeps harping about data quality and how it can always be better. And so you just have to accept it as what it is, which is there's no such thing as a perfect database. It's kind of like a purple unicorn. It just doesn't exist. And so if you're faced with data quality challenges and who isn't, you just have to acknowledge that it's never going to be perfect, right? You can try to plug in holes and try to improve certain areas. Whether, which is, you know, whether it's the number of contacts for a certain line of business or improving your parent-child relationship in terms of the hierarchy. Whatever the challenges are, right, you should try to improve it, but just never expect perfection because it just doesn't exist. I've also heard you say, and this, is, this one's great, modern marketing success is about the wizard, not the wand. What are you getting at with that one? Yeah, with any transformation within any company, whether it's a shift to account base, whether it's digital transformation or what have you, transformation always is about people, process, and technology. The problem is most people gravitate to the technology piece first, right? They always think that, oh, if I buy technology XYZ, it's going to solve world hunger, right? And what we've consistently seen is that, again, technology creates skills gaps. It doesn't close skills gaps. So you really need someone who wakes up every morning thinking about the people. So training and enabling the people so that they can use the technology correctly is the key to transformational success. You guys make a lot of investments in in training your people and, and, and not just, I'm not talking obviously product training and all the normal kind of training specifically modern marketing and specifically account-based training? You, you guys make big investments of time and money in that space? Yeah, so we have, we have to do it at scale, right? But yeah, modern marketing, we have to focus on the strategy. What is our strategy for account-based? What is our new process? And then what is new in our tech stack that will enable us to do account-based? But let's not lead with technology. Technology needs to support the strategy, not the other way around. And so it's... It's like wizards, right? You give someone a magic wand, but don't train them how to use it. How do you expect them to yield magic, right? So you got to train the people to be wizards. Otherwise, it's just a stick. Absolutely. So you're doing digital training, you know, webinars and that. Are you, are you also doing in-person training? Like what, what, what does it look If I'm an Oracle marketer and you're, you're bringing me up to make me fantastic at this kind of stuff. What, what sort of experiences am I having from your team? Yeah, so training takes us 
many different forums. We do in-person workshops, which are the best way of learning, frankly. But we also have regular, what we call modern marketing Sherpa sessions, which are monthly internal webcasts around a variety of different modern marketing topics. But we are putting a lot of focus and emphasis on account-based topics, like how do you rotate a set of accounts in your account-based plan? Uh, How do you measure yourself differently? Uh, All the things we just talked about. So we'll have dedicated topics around account-based. And then we have an internal website, which I call an account-based playbook, so that marketers can go to and learn and download templates, tools, resources. We also have a Modern Marketing University, a learning plan around account base so they can get quote-unquote certified on our strategy. We also have office hours. So for those people who might be a little bit too shy to ask a question on an open uh, Sherpa session, we'll have monthly webcasts where people can come in, kind of like you know when you were a student in college, come in and ask a subject matter expert a question and get a one-to-one uh, experience and then uh, hand-holding demos that are private, et cetera, things like that. I love it. So Kelvin, just before we wrap up, what are you most excited to do next? Where, where is this going? I, the, the way I understand it, you and Oracle are doing some really great work in this space, but obviously like every organization, there's still much more to be done, much more to be learned, much more to be accomplished. What are you most excited about over the next year or so, whether it's you know, scaling what you're already doing or it's moving into entirely new ways of, of going to market with account-based or what are you just so excited to get done? Yeah, I think there's a couple of things. One is proving that account-based at scale can work. I think that's just a theory right now, but proving that we can do it at scale. Anyone can do it one-to-one, but how do you do it to one-to-many, that I think that question remains to be answered. And that's just not here at Oracle, it's even outside of Oracle. The other thing is technology. Obviously, technology keeps changing pretty quickly, but we're a big believer in data. We're also a big believer in AI and machine learning. And so we do think that having data drive multi-channel experience and orchestration of content and optimization of content delivery and the sequencing of that across different channels. I think that's really promising. And to do it at scale, but make it seem personalized, I think there's a lot of promise there. So I think those are kind of the two areas I'm the most excited about. And any regrets, anything that you would do differently if you could roll back the clock and start this journey all over again? Yeah, I mean, that's the great thing about account bases or or anything that you try or pilot is you constantly iterate and learn and you change. And so from the campaigns we've already started with, we, we've learned that you know, maybe you have to stage a relaunch based on your learnings, or maybe you have to be honest with yourself about what went wrong with a particular pilot and learn from that mistake. So whether it's, you know, maybe you have, you could have had better alignment with sales, maybe the account list that you started off with, could have been tighter. Maybe more data and process and rigor could have been applied to that the selection of those accounts. Uh, maybe the orchestration and communication plan with your sales counterparts could have been better. Uh, maybe the cadence could have been 
maybe the orchestration in terms of who does what could have been better. So there's always something to learn. We learned from one campaign that maybe, you know, leftover tchotchkes or the gifts that we would send out as direct mail, we can use it as bribes for our sales brethren to, and send them for follow-up. So that's key <laughs> learning, for example. Um, maybe we could have used predictive intelligence uh, upfront to inform our account selection versus after sales has already determined what those accounts were. So things like that matter. And so we just try to learn from each mistake and apply it to the next campaign. The testing and, and the iteration, the learning never ends, does it? Yeah. And, and learning from, you know, what works and what doesn't. We, we realized that direct mail actually was a uh, really it's a really good channel for us. So it's a really good tactic that's performing well for us. So we let's move that up higher in, in the sequence and touches of the campaign and not putting it at the end. So things like that, that we will constantly tweak and optimize. This is so great. Kelvin, thank you so much for joining us. I hope that everyone listening enjoyed this conversation as much as I did. It's really inspiring and thought provoking all the amazing work that you and your Oracle colleagues are doing. Thank you for taking the time to share your story with Flip My Funnel podcast today. This has been Kelvin G, Senior Director of Modern Marketing Business Transformation at Oracle. Thank you for joining us. Steve, it's been a blast. Thanks for having me on the show. You've been listening to the Flip My Funnel podcast. To make sure that you never miss an episode, subscribe to the show in your favorite podcast player. If you have an iPhone, we'd love for you to open the Apple Podcasts app and leave a review. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time.